Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 444 Friday, September 24th. Today on the show, I will try to make up for my garbage picks last week with my bets against the spread for college football in week number four. What should fans be paying attention to for both Tennessee and Vanderbilt in very difficult games this weekend? A reminder about some other sports around Nashville you need to pay attention to. But we have to begin with a massive AFC South showdown between the Colts and Titans on Sunday. To all of you out there who are even contemplating, even thinking about doing some work on your home, a major remodel, a custom build, whatever it may be, it's a long process. It takes a lot of time, a lot of thought, and you need to be talking to people well in advance before you make these decisions to get all of your information lined up to make sure you know your budget, your timeline, your plan, and your strategy. This is where the Kingston Group comes in. BuildKG.com is the website. I bet you if you talk to them, you may not even use them. It may not be the right fit for you, but you will get something out of the conversation because they will help you with your process because that is what they do better than anybody else. They're locally owned and award-winning for a reason because of their process. Go to buildkg.com and check out their work and give them a call. The Kingston Group. Before we get to how before we get to how and why the Titans should curb stomp the Colts on Sunday, let's take a look at Thursday's practice report and what it might tell us about the game. The good news is that in the defensive front, linebackers Bud Dupree and Jayon Brown did participate in practice, albeit in limited fashion. Along the offensive line, both Ben Jones and Roger Saffold were back on the practice field, and Taylor Lewan appeared to be full go. Both A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry were full go as well. Unfortunately, Caleb Farley was still out, and cornerback Chris Jackson joined him due to an illness. On the Colts side of things, Carson Wentz, Braden Smith, and Darius Leonard all did not practice on Thursday. Which brings us to reason number one why the Titans should win on Sunday. Their massive advantage at quarterback. Say all the worst possible things about Carson Wentz that you want to, but he is a more than serviceable starting quarterback when you put him in the right situation. But according to Tom Pelissaro of the NFL Network, practice squad quarterback Brett Hundley took the majority of the starting reps on Wednesday and Thursday, and there's a good chance that he and Jacob Eason will play against the Titans. It would be Eason's first career start and second career game, and it would be just Hundley's 10th start, his first since 2017. There just are no excuses for this Titans defense not to make the Colts a one-dimensional offense on Sunday. Giving up big plays and lots of points to Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray is one thing, but Hundley and Eason are barely even entry-level backup professional quarterbacks. Now, can the Colts find ways to compensate for their lack of experience under center with a short passing game and excellent rushing attack? Sure, they've done it to this Titans team in the past with Jacoby Brissett, and it's why Frank Reich, the head coach, is 4-2 and two against Mike Vrabel. But the Titans are so much better at quarterback, and it feels like this shouldn't even be a football game. Which brings us to reason number two. Actually, 22. Derrick Henry once again carried his team to a win last week, and he should be able to do it again this week, especially considering he's arguably the best intra-divisional running back in NFL history. No players have been more productive against divisional foes in the history of the league than Henry has been against the AFC South. He's topped 100 yards in five straight games against divisional opponents. His 97.1 yards per game in 30 career divisional games is second only to Barry Sanders all-time. 
and his 5.8 yards per carry is an NFL record for any player in history within his division. We could spend all day talking about the Titans' pass rush, the third down defense, the offensive line questions, the kicking game, Mike Vrabel's in-game decision-making, the weather, or the 2024 election, but I am not sure any of it actually matters. The Titans are a 1-1 one one football team facing a divisional arch-nemesis that is winless and without its starting quarterback. They are at home with a chance to take a commanding lead in the AFC South with just an average performance on Sunday. I don't care how it happens or how it looks. You just got to go win the game. You have to do some really seriously crazy mental gymnastics to find any excuses for this team not to win on Sunday. My preview or prediction or analysis for the Tennessee Volunteers, and to a lesser extent, but similarly, the Vanderbilt Commodores, is all about pride, fight, and work ethic this weekend. Tennessee is vastly overmatched. They are going down on the road into the swamp with inferior everything. Inferior coaching staff, inferior talent, inferior quarterback, inferior line play, and it's on the road. There's a reason the point spread went from 16 to 20 in a matter of days. The Florida Gators are the heavy favorite, and if they show up without the Alabama hangover, they will win easily and will put Tennessee away probably late second, early third quarter, if, if not before that. Georgia's coming to Nashville and will commit a first-degree homicide on West End. So the response from both of these teams, Tennessee and Vanderbilt, to me is what I am paying the most attention to this weekend. I don't think either team has a chance to win. But how they look in the third and fourth quarter when the result has already been decided, when the game has already been decided and, and it's a blowout, I want to see how you look and how you respond. I'm studying your body language. I'm studying your effort. I'm studying your fight. And I'm studying your pride. For Tennessee, they showed a ton of fight against Pittsburgh in a situation where Jeremy Pruitt coach team probably quits. They almost came back and tied that game up. I'm not suggesting that Tennessee is going to come back and beat Florida. They just simply don't have the personnel in this situation. But how do you look in the fourth quarter? Are you playing with pride for the man next to you and for the name on your chest? Same thing with Vanderbilt and Clark Lee. If you are buying into what he is selling, this holistic internal motivational improvement, then you need to show some pride. What do you look like on the field when you are trailing by three or four or five touchdowns? That matters to me, and I want to see it from both programs, both coaching staffs. I saw some buy-in from Josh Heupel's team against Pittsburgh in a loss. I saw some buy-in from Clark Lee's team after responding to week one when they came back and beat Colorado State on the road. What do these teams look like in a major spot of adversity late in the fourth quarter? That's what I'm watching. Quickly, when you look around the SEC, of course, the main event is Texas A&M and Arkansas and Arlington, two old Southwest Conference rivals, five and a half point spread. I like the hogs and the points, but I think this is going to be an absolute blue collar bloodbath, trench warfare at its finest. If you like points and you like slinging it all around, this ain't your game. But if you like old school football, old school SEC trench warfare, three yards and a cloud of bloody dust, then this is your game. Arkansas, Texas A&M, offensive and defensive lines pounding the football. It's going to be an absolute classic. These two teams have played incredible games with each other over the course of their last 10 years. Uh, Texas A&M is 9-0 since coming to the SEC. Arkansas certainly knows that. It is going to be a fantastic showcase of Southern big boy football, and I cannot wait for that one. 
Neither team is ranked, but LSU at Mississippi State, your 11 a.m. kickoff in Starkville, two-and-a-half-point favorite LSU. This is a fascinating football game because we have no freaking clue about either of these two teams. Mississippi State seems more dependable on offense and defense, which is strange to say. They torched LSU last season, and I'm not sure LSU's gotten any better, but Mississippi State's been wildly inconsistent. We really have no clue what LSU is. This is a data collection game if I've ever seen one and have no idea what's going to happen. Stay away with your betting dollars, but definitely glue those eyeballs because that game is a complete unknown, and we are going to learn a whole lot about both of these teams. Otherwise, you've got some interesting matches around the league. Of course, Missouri on the road against Boston College in an ACC non-conference game. That's an interesting one. Boston College is a pretty good football team, so keep an eye on Mizzou. And, of course, we wrap up with Kentucky needing to bounce back after a slow showing against Chattanooga last week. They are on the road against South Carolina, five-point favorite. They should get right this weekend against South Carolina, a sentence that you will hear all season long in the SEC. Sorry, Gamecocks, just the way it is. I will have my bets against the spread, of course, for college football coming up for week number four, hopefully better than last week. But while we are all ODing on football, week three in the NFL, week four in college football, make sure to remember a couple of other things around the city this weekend. Nashville SC, make sure you got that second screen going on Sunday at noon. They will wrap up their long road trip against Chicago, a team that is not in the postseason. They are second place in the Eastern Conference. That is at noon Central Time. Nashville SC coming off a five-goal scoring explosion against Miami on Wednesday. Can they continue to pick up road points? Because if they can, they can probably clinch a home playoff spot here pretty soon. So keep an eye on Nashville SC and the Nashville Predators. They reported to camp this week, and their first practice, of course, is on Friday early in the morning. So you will have Preds practice reports coming out over the next couple of weeks. They get started on Friday. So keep an eye on that NHL season sneaking up on us here right in the middle of football. We are, of course, brought to you by the Kingston Group. BuildKG.com is the website. You know what they're all about. They're all about trust. They're all about craftsmanship. They're all about the process. And they're all about making sure you have all of the information before you make any big decisions about your home. Nashville's locally owned custom home and remodeling firm. That's the Kingston Group. They are award-winning for a reason. BuildKG.com is the website. All right, here are my bets against the spread, not my picks, my actual bets, games that I actually have money on for week number four in college football. I am 8-10 and 10 on the season after an atrocious 1-4 and four last weekend, so we'll try to make you guys some money back. And I'm going big game hunting, and I'm taking all the dogs. Give me Notre Dame plus 6.5 against Wisconsin. I have questions about Wisconsin's ability to finish drives and level of competition. Give me Arkansas plus five and a half against Texas A&M. This is always a close, close game, and Arkansas has this one circled this year. Give me the Hogs in that one. Give me NC State plus nine and a half against Clemson at home. Clemson struggling mightily on offense. NC State very good along the line of scrimmage, sneaky good at home, getting almost 10 points. I like the Wolfpack in that one. I do like Kentucky minus five against South Carolina, so give me the Wildcats there to bounce back after last week. A little hellfire and brimstone from Coach Stoops. Give me Kansas State plus six on the road against Oklahoma State. I love the way this team is playing defense and running the football. Oklahoma State is struggling to score. Give me the Wildcats in that one. And last but not least, late night, Stanford plus four and a half at home against UCLA. Tanner McKee really developing as an NFL prospect for Stanford. So give me the Cardinal at home plus the four and a half. Give me all the dogs, baby. And let's see if I can make you guys some money this week. My name is Braden Gall. Thank you all for listening. Please share the show, share the product. That is all that we ask. Enjoy the weekend. Kick your heels up and have a cocktail. This has been the 440 for Friday, September 24th.
The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.